0: Go face them and
1: fight them. Be savage again. Another f- exciting episode of the Put Me In Coach podcast coming back. Allegedly. Know. Even though it's <laughs> the Redskins offset. It's exciting, Gregory. We just started. I know. It's going to be exciting. I'm excited. Are you not excited?
0: I think we used up all of our good stuff already. <laughs> <laughs> all off air?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Put Me In Coach podcast. Always, always record. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Bobby Blanco, Gregory Porter, Ian Foster, Tom Natali. We are joined in studio by our good friend Nick Umosella. What's Umosella? up, guys? Oh That's hi. our oh That's like half
0: of our, w- our viewership. <laughs> 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 yeah,
1: are you are you going to listen even though you're already on it every time? Me every too. time. <laughs> Me too at ncu5000 on twitter do you put us through your entire speaker system absolutely that's so awesome it makes me clean the house it's awesome (laughs) speaking of which uh so put me in coach podcast obviously can be found on soundcloud.com slash pmic podcast apple podcast google play and officially today we're now on spotify Hey! So you can go to Spotify on your phone or on your desktop and just type in "Put Me in Coach" and we should pop up right there in the podcast on Spotify, which oh, is pretty yes. neat. Pop-a-dip, you, pop-a-dip, you guys apply for don't that? Don't forget, just to, like, uh, put some more effort. I don't right? know. He did. I did it today. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, <Pop>. <laughs> <laughs> So there he is.
0: Hey, there's that Richard. Uh,
1: and I'm now we have our second party. guest. Let's, let's talk
0: about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me get Gentlemen. you si- let me get you situated here. What's up, Dick? Dude. Oh my god, we have Dr. Umasella in the building, my goodness, <laughs> People, as always, look at him. My man. What's up, Nick? How Bl- you doing?
2: Bless your heart.
0: Bless his heart.
2: <laughs> what does bless your heart mean in the South? Like, is that a way of stupid. saying fuck you, or is that being <laughs> empathetic? Oh, sweetie. It's a
3: <laughs> passive-aggressive way of saying fuck you, but I really care about you, kinda. I just wanna see you do your best. <laughs> just,
2: keep <laughs> up, just keep treading forward, tread
3: above water, but God bless your heart. <laughs>
2: There there were a few establishments in South Carolina that I couldn't understand the words that were coming out of their mouths where I had to bring Richard with me so he could translate. Oh hey. when we
3: got your Audi fixed and that guy was straight up talking about, Oh, you gotta get the high ground or gotta have the right you said, What? <laughs> I need a translator for this shit. I'm about to get ripped off some kind of two way sideways.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. All right. Um, well Dick, we put you on to, be, to start the show because we're going to get right into it with uh, the NFL championship. Crazy weekend. Crazy weekend in the NFL and the uh, and the NFC and AFC, respectively. <laughs> First time in NFL history that both the NFC and AFC championship games went into overtime.
4: Weird. Oh, damn. Why is uh, that weird?
2: I, I want to get right into the Rams versus the Saints. Awesome. And I know you want. No it was an amazing word. game, and you want to talk about... You know, the seasons that the Saints and Rams have had and Sean McVay. But, guys, recency effect, I know. But is this the worst call, that non-pass interference call, the worst call in NFL history?
4: Yeah, it was pretty bad. I think it highlighted a lot about how, I mean, I talk about it all I'm blue in the fucking face. Everybody knows how I feel about refs sometimes. Umpires. But umpires. Umpires. Same same, same fucking thing. its It's ridiculous. Like, there's no accountability. There's no one up in the booth to be able to take it back. And it was it was blatant. And how two linesmen didn't see it, one in front, one behind. It just there was were two r- separate penalties. Ridiculous. One he led with the head, yeah, Yeah.
2: which they made it a point to, that they were going to enforce this year, yeah. And then clearly, pass, pass interference right. before the ball got there, yeah. Um,
4: the head, all the head referee had to do was look up and be like, "Oh wait, yeah, that was wrong," and just fucking
5: the ramp player do the
4: turned right
1: around.
2: He
5: would have picked it off, yeah.
4: yeah. Well,
1: yeah. so the funny which thing, is another reason why that's a penalty because he, he didn't turn, turn around. <laughs> Well, the other well, the funny thing is he's being like praised by a, as like a hero in I guess L.A., but he was so out of position. The reason he did that was because he didn't know where he was supposed to be on the field. If you watch pre pre snap, he's running around in the back. He's like he doesn't know where he's supposed to be. He sees that receiver slip out, and he's like trying to. He even said after the game, he was like, "I mean, I, knew, I thought I was yeah. beat, so I just hit him." Yeah. Sure. Um, I'll I'll say I didn't I did not think it was that bad of a call. But really really? It, it's think about because. In real time, I didn't think that would be pass interference. I was like, oh, my God, he just hit him, and he got away with it. Because, I mean, we do shit on referees a lot, but to me, it looked like the ball was in the area enough where it was okay for him to hit him. Now, I also would have been okay if they would have called it. It was that close of a call for me. There's the one angle where from like down below on the sideline, and it looks like so obvious that it's pass interference. Like He hits him, and it's like, oh, my God, the ball, because of the angle, the ball looks far away. But then right after he hits him, the ball hits the ground. So it's like, oh, the ball's actually closer than it looked like. And I just think in that split second, I mean, you know, we say all the time, hey, unless the, you're a referee, unless you're 100% sure it's a penalty, you shouldn't throw a flag. And, I, I mean, it was just a tough call. I, to me, it could have gone either way. I, I really thought it was – an okay no call, and if they had thrown a flag, I probably would have been okay with that too. Does
2: it kind of remind? It reminds me of the end of ba- like a basketball game where there's like seconds left, and some player throws up some kind of miracle shot, and there's clearly contact between the shooter and the defender, but the referees are like we are not going to end this game on a foul. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could it be a situation similar to that?
1: Yeah, probably. Yeah, but I mean, again, by the definition of the rule, it probably could have been also a penalty. Uma, what did you think of the call?
5: I think it was the worst call that I've ever not non call that yeah. I've ever seen. I think to allow that play to defend to d- decide who goes to the Super Bowl was terrible. They should have at least been able to review it, or at least been able to huddle up. Maybe not review, but huddle up and have so have many other reps give an opinion on what was going on there. It should never that should never have happened. So here's the other that thing. Being, that being sorry, that being said. The Saints blew that game. That's they what I was going to say. Every opportunity to win that game, and Sean Payton even said at the end game, he like that. Should, it should not have even come down to that call. We, you, got, they were blowing them out of the water, and they were overthinking the Rams' uh, defense.
1: That's what I was going to say. It's like that. That plays also not the reason the Ra- the Saints lost. It is not. They had the ball first in overtime. Mm-hmm. We saw the Patriots get the ball first, and then march right down, score a touchdown. Sorry. Why could the Saints not do the same thing? So it's not like they ended up losing on that drive. Um or they didn't get a chance to possess the ball in overtime after that. Like, they had plenty of opportunity to win that game, and they and they didn't. Shame on the Saints so, not winning that game. Ian, right. what did you think of the call?
0: I didn't get to watch it live. I was, at, I was at a baby shower. But looking back at it, I thought it was a horrible call. I thought the worst one that I've seen before that was the Des Bryant overturn oh, yeah. touchdown. <laughs> which, it, I think we were watching him winning we off the field, field. with yeah. the Cowboys fan. Yeah, with the Cowboys fan, so it was nice to see his misery. But I still thought that should have been a touchdown, and yeah. that to me was blatant pass interference. That and the tuck rule. The, the tuck, yeah. yes. all, yep. all three of those, those plays decided yep. who went to a Super Bowl. And yes, absolutely, yeah. because
5: they created review not to let that happen. That's mm-hmm. why they started doing instant replay. And, you, and, and Charles Woodson
2: tweeted after that. He's like, "You think we're you think we're over it yet?" Like, yeah, been, I get it. Been there, Richard. So, what do you, what do you think?
3: Page out of, of uh, pete carroll's playbook you know you dare the refs to throw a flag at that point of the game like you're legitimately deciding who's going to go to a super bowl are you going to throw the flag and yes it was a little nfl blitzy like hey I'm going to knock the shit out of the receiver before he gets there but you know in real time on the field yes it's fast as heck but then when you slow it down he oh. does hit helmet to helmet but what's funny is is this like the greatest makeup call of all time the Saints weren't penalized at all in the first half. Zero penalties. And then at the end of the game, you get a call like that. It's like,
0: holy shit, what are we doing here? <laughs> just makes yeah. you wonder. They got that phone call.
4: The given, like, the we, given want, take, we want Big
0: Dreamy in there.
3: The give-and-take and penalties to it. getting team next to the Lakers. LeBron's there. I mean, we're going to get a Super Bowl? I don't
2: know. Well, and, and just <laughs> think about all – from a financial standpoint, there are bonuses that players and staff receive for going yeah. to the Super Bowl and winning the Super Bowl. I mean – you know, millions of dollars are at stake, just from this. You know, I don't want to say just from this one particular call, but this is what we're going to be talking about. Probably yeah. to the start of next season. Yeah,
0: not to mention legacies. Absolutely, like, like to to tack on another one for Drew Brees and Sean
2: Payton. I'm, I'm the Saints were the best team in football all year. Yep. Yeah, and they
5: the NFL should be absolutely embarrassed that college rules are better than their rules absolutely the the fact that you can review a targeting hit or something like that in in college game and they haven't done something simple like that in the pros is absolutely ridiculous it's not going to slow the game down they have one of these calls maybe a game where they would go back and review something like that the little ticky tack pass yeah. interference calls where they got a hand on them or they got in turn around, all they're not going to review. They're not going to review. Yeah, they're not going to review those plays. If they do, they're not. They're going to set a standard that it's not going to get overturned. But something like that should have been reviewed or at least huddled up and talked about, especially at that point yeah. again. And it's our, our the
2: Redskins' season changed because of a lack of a non pass interference call against yeah, the Texans. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's sure. what's also dangerous. Like within hockey
4: and base, and uh, excuse me, basketball do this all the time, where a ref will miss a call that he should have gotten, yeah. realizes he misses a call, and then gives a pass on the next. play. Mm -hmm. to the other team and then that builds and it builds and it causes aggression it causes like what the fuck like what are you doing there's no there's no accountability and it's not if there isn't someone reviewing and if you have all this technology you have all these cameras around the fucking stadium that can see everything legitimately that is or is not a penalty that is or is not a goal that is or is not a strike all of that why not use that to your advantage make the game fair make the game an even playing field because in a situation like this where he hits him and that ball's still traveling within like five feet to him. Mm-hmm. Like he hits him helmet to helmet. The ball's nowhere close to him at that yep. point and drills him. He's out of bounds before the ball's out of bounds. Like it was I don't know. I saw that in the slow mo and I was holy holy shit. And then there was a fan video from up in the stands, which was even worse. It was just like everyone's freaking out. They're like, How is that possible that he's able to do that? And then they held it up, got on the line and played. And it was over. I'm there was assuming, no going back. I'm
5: assuming two things, that the line judge was very, very close to the line of scrimmage and probably stayed right there and didn't run up the sideline because it's a third down play. They're trying to spot the ball, where it's going to be because they thought the Saints were probably going to run the ball. They, they Refs meet before the game. They look at tape, and they have tendencies of what, what teams like to run so that they're lined up correctly. I'm also assuming the back judge was way far deep in case there was a deep ball thrown, and he was definitely out of position when they threw that ball. They probably just weren't in position correctly to see the play. But that's when the head referee is supposed to gather all of them, yep. sit, there, yep. wait a second, slow yep. it down, and everybody talk together and make the right decision. And they've done that in the past. Absolutely. Yeah. There are head referees. Hockley <coughs> used to do it all the time. He used to stop the play, huddle everybody up, and get the correct call at the risk of slowing the game down for a second.
2: Right. If you guys are – if you're Sean Payton, what do you tell your team? Like if you're in the locker room after that game. I think what he said, is like we can't –
1: point to one play we you know we had opportunities to win that game and we didn't take advantage
2: yeah at the same time i mean if, if i were a saints fan i would feel like i was robbed well, yeah.
4: i think it would have been i think it was a a reaction and a cause of a larger problem where a lot of penalties weren't called in the first quarter where a lot of other things had gone wrong and it just to be at the end of the game and so close i think is the magnitude that it's getting if it wasn't like right. that, and it wouldn't be again. as big yeah. as it was. Yeah, If
2: this was week two. Yeah. I, I find it to be ironic where it seems like there were more penalties than ever this year. There's just a penalty after penalty after penalty. Yeah. Yeah. And yet the the season came down to a non-call. <laughs> yeah. Imagine and being
5: a ref. You get so much shit for not calling penalties. And on that <laughs> one, you don't call it. And they're like, what the hell, what guys? What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and then
2: like, one of the, the, NF, one of the NFL's media. biggest problems are <laughs> officiating. And it came just... Came to fruition on its biggest stage, and it's just um, if I'm Roger Goodell and everyone up in their you know main headquarters, like this is this is our nightmare. Yeah, this yeah. is uh, not how it should have gone down. It was um, also just
1: being a part of. I mean, both games the officiating oh. were bad. Was bad. I yeah. mean, we're gonna get into the Pats and Chiefs in a bit too. Um, but are people less mad, just as mad, or more mad if they do review it? If there there's a rule in place that they can review and they do review and they stick with the original call.
5: Huh. In that situation, if they had stuck yeah. with the original call, I probably would have said it's still a bad call.
1: Even though there was a due process to like all right, let's try to make sure we get the right call. And I would, let's let's pause the game, take a look at the tape, and make the make what we think is the right mm-hmm. call. You talk had a, talk to I, New York.
5: I think you know the same situation to Des Bryant. You'd be like, Okay, they called it a catch or they I can't remember they called Des Bryant a catch on the field and they yeah, overturned no, it. No, on, the field, on the field they, it they called catch. it a catch and then they okay. overturned it into incomplete. If it was the reverse, I would I would say then people would probably be upset. Like if it was not a catch and then they called it still not a catch, I think they would Because be upset. like again, like, like I
1: think it was so close and I don't even think I mean I guess I didn't see that fan video one, but I don't even when they kept showing the replay, I was like, I don't even know. If they did look at it, if they would overturn it, because it's so, to me at least, it was closer than everyone's making out to be. Everyone's thinking, "Oh my God, he hit them ten yards before the ball." No, the ball was pretty darn near the area. I mean, again, like I said, it hit the ground almost right after the player did, so it was in the area. So, what um, I'm guess I'm saying, is like, you know, are we? Ju- I mean, are we more gonna be more mad at the no call, even if they look at it, or is it like, all right, well, at least they checked it and they didn't see enough evidence to overturn it. So.
5: I'd be slightly less mad.
2: Yeah, I think I know. But, but I think Richards I don't think that does. would change anything for Saints fans, though. No. Well, one thing that I've I've said for years and years and years, I think Ian could back me up on this. Not to make myself sound like I'm superior from a football perspective. You, you I'm are, already judging you, you. but yeah. <laughs> I've always said, please make pass interference reviewable. It is too significant of a call or a non-call. Yeah. to absolutely to avoid. Yeah, it's and the I most mean influential play or call any ref can make in, in sports.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm for saying.
3: Yeah, it at the one yard line. Especially
1: in the NFL, it could be a sixty yard penalty. Yeah, expect- yes. right. right. it penalty. It could be and it's know, half a game
2: it's a, it's the game changing penalty. So so how do we fix this? I, I think adopt
3: yeah. the CFL rule. You get one review, like maybe per team per half. And if you win it, you don't get another challenge. Maybe you get one or else like in the fourth quarter, maybe just one, but like you know, you can't win it and get another one. I don't know. Maybe one team gets it. I don't know. See, I don't think you put it in the team's hands.
1: I don't think you put it in the team's hands. I think it has to be Uh, an NFL centralized location. There needs to be what? How many? I mean, in the in the in in a playoff game, there's what six, eight officials on the field.
5: I don't know. I know there's whatever, t- there's but there on needs to be also
1: one in the booth. Like, you know how like sure. each team has someone in the booth who calls down, "Hey, challenge this play." Or, yeah. There yeah, needs or to the- be someone in the booth who represents the NFL, who is also an official, who calls down and says, "Hey, pause it. Let's take a look at this. Make sure we get yeah. the call." Either, either, either call the booth, a third 100% party. Of the plays, e- you
5: know? E- either yes. the, either the booth or New York has to make a judgment call under 4 minutes and just buzz them down and be like stop we're fixing we're, we need to look at this for real quick I'm not and saying do it, it for like holding line. it because
1: everyone holds in every play you know yeah. there's a penalty in every play it's just, you know
5: but I mean holding could be a contract what if somebody gets a what if Kamara yeah. breaks well, out and there's a phantom tight end hold that's nowhere and Kamara scores a touchdown on that play yeah. it could be the same we'd be talking the same thing
2: Yeah, now, how can you properly gauge judgment calls and I thought college in addition to pass interference I think I agree with college football's rule where it's a max 15 yards oh we
0: get that fourth one baby also you asked Uh, what
2: Sean what Sean Payton
5: should say to his team after that game Pack up your stuff Get out See you guys in the offseason Because there's nothing He can say to that team That's going to make them Feel better yeah. Honestly He yeah. his, he goes to his owner He says You
0: take care of this This yeah, is a disgrace he, This is your
5: them. little Boys club up there You guys figure it out At the same time Sean Payton should look at himself And go Why didn't I run the ball more Why didn't Are I score Are you
0: fucking kidding me Sorry Did the Sharks just the score The Sharks just scored yeah. The last fucking second yeah. Are you fucking kidding me Oh boy
2: to tie the game
3: well see this was interesting about the overtime rules do you remember the nfc championship game with brett Favre? he did yeah. the late interception yeah and then the saints got the ball first and they kicked a field goal won the game and that summer they changed the rules yeah to what the overtime is now and I, I was a proponent to even after the patriots game i was like man don't i mean both teams need to get a shot at it but you think about it all right so the patriots got the ball first they scored yeah. so they should get rewarded for that so if the chiefs would have came down they would have scored They'd have gone for two, right? No doubt about it. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't, th- I don't think they'd have kicked the field or the extra point to tie because then the rules would have been next score wins. You have know, both teams score and get seven, then it's over. Then it's sudden death. So I mean, a team would definitely go for two in that point. I know I'm kind of hopping from game to game, no, which fine, is, you know, like you said, since 1970 there have been five NFC or AFC title games to go into overtime. We got two in one fucking day. Not when, to, Drake, when Drake wore all four logos on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing it's a
5: shame <laughs> on, is on it, a side note. this takes away a lot from what the Rams did. In that yes. game. I mean, the Rams played an incredible game. They were down early playing in freaking New Orleans where it's like the loud la- I was listening to the game on the radio for the first quarter. You couldn't hear the ref call the penalty in the first half of the game because it was uh, so loud. They went down there. They're a new franchise. They got a pretty young team. Jared Goss, what, three years out of college? He went
4: through three helmets.
5: Yeah, because they had they couldn't Three communicate. His, his, his wow. helmet was was not communicating from his head coach for the first I yeah. think, two series. I did not know that. And they were Me they either. were choking the first like, two series. back and forth. Just like I can't fucking hear you. Like, yeah. Aaron- and
4: that's. That's when you don't rely on technology. You get those fucking hand signals out. Do it, some Morse code. Get yeah. the big
1: boards out with yeah. all those goofy emojis. The Saints,
5: the Saints did nothing to neutralize Aaron Donald in the middle pass rush. So Breeze was uncomfortable the entire game. They couldn't run the ball. And the,
1: and the, the Rams came back and won the game. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, it took away a it,
5: lot from what the Rams did. Yeah, yeah. And, I
1: mean, and, again, I, it's that play didn't lose in the game. They had the ball first. Drew Brees threw an interception. He was getting tackled, and he decided to throw it and went straight up in the air, and they caught it. Yeah, th- I mean, it's as simple as that. It's yeah, one yeah, of the. We're risk. not talking about this play if the Saints score and win the game.
2: Yeah, you got to yeah. give uh, Greg Zerline some venetary type of respect. Oh my God, God that was good from seventy, a, a forty-eight, oh, and then a fifty-seven, 57 yard field goal. 57 yard, that's
0: yeah. ridiculous. And
1: yeah, and he hit the net with fifteen yeah. yards to, yes. to spare. Yeah.
5: Yep. Yeah. This is in the same stadium that Tucker missed an extra I point in. So no, that wasn't. That was
2: in Baltimore, actually. I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah he did. That was, he in was in it, Yeah, right. I mean, so Saints uh, on, Tucker won a Super Bowl Sticking with the the Saints and Rams. Um you, you know, our, our, our dream boat Sean McVeigh is now in the Super Bowl in his second year as a head coach.
1: I mean Is yeah. it
2: what it's <laughs> gotta be what are your thoughts on McVeigh now as a coaching in the Super Bowl? Go get it. Get it. Get yeah. it. Yeah.
0: Come on McDreamy. Yeah.
2: Shove it down, fucking Brady's got to be. The, throat. Next Belichick.
1: The, the
5: LA Rams just went from like two hundred fans to like two million oh, fans. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Did yeah. you see all those videos popping up on Twitter? of like LA bars celebrating. And it's like, there's like celebrating. Yeah. In, there's like 15 in people in there and they're all like, yeah. Hey. There's even somebody in the background. Is like,
0: Oh, and, does that mean they won? Like, Fuck you. Are you
1: shitting? You me? deserve
0: none of this. Yeah. You get nothing. Hey, hey. Good
1: day,
2: sir. <laughs> hey,
0: uh, Rag- you lose. <laughs>
2: Rags worked really hard to be a Rams fan. Damn right. Yeah, good yeah. Rag.
0: Congratulations. Rag. I will say Rag is a Redskins fan now. He is fully said it
2: um. All right, so second game. Yep. Second game, on to the Patriots and Chiefs. And, uh, yeah, we probably shouldn't have doubted the uh, Patriots again.
0: That's whiskey? It is. It's a blend, actually. So, uh, Dick, I know you bet
2: the huh? over on that, and going into the fourth quarter, I believe it was 17-14 or halfway through it, and, uh, yeah. oh, boy, did a lot of things need to happen for you to <laughs> win on that, uh, that bet.
3: As much as I am a degenerate, or I think that, that word might be long gone now since gambling is legal, but I'm an upstanding citizen. <laughs> now I'm an upstanding citizen. It was 177 <laughs> seven. <gasps> Going into the fourth, I ate myself into a food coma and fell asleep. I was, like, I was like, there's no way I'm getting, I had it at 56 and a half, so I needed 39 points. To, <laughs> oh. I mean, even more. I was like, no chance romance. Night, night, sweetheart. What's the, well- and then I, so I wake up oh, and my girlfriend ass. is in front of me. And
6: the play I wake up to is the Patriots running it in.
4: <laughs>
3: and she was like, well, "Why are you telling me to move out the way?" And I was like, "She's like, you've been asleep for two hours." Because I, like, I Cause, cause I'll pause the game, have a drink, and then go outside and call everybody, and then turn off the notifications. But then, so the plan I wake <laughs> up to is, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio sinking at oh. the end of Titanic. I see. The end <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, what kind of food spread we're talking that put you in the coma? What kind of food spread are we talking that puts you in the food coma?
3: Oh, it was a bacon double cheeseburger. Uh, plenty of fries, and I got onion rings because I couldn't afford anything else. I got mozzarella sticks, so we just had a fucking spread. Uh, that's <laughs> That's great. And too many Budweiser's to count after hitting the Rams
2: money line. Cha-ching! <laughs> so you, you'd like, like to, ch- send, uh, a you'd on on to send a yeah. gift basket to the, the referee officiating crew from uh, New Orleans?
0: They uh, should get the right recall. hotel. I couldn't believe it on the field. Ovi, Ovi.
1: Yep.
3: It looked. It looked like the ref on that play was shocked at the speed of it. I mean, he was three yards away, <laughs> and, but I mean, you got a running back running full speed on a sweet on a wheel route out, and then you've got a cornerback running, I don't know, fifteen yards at 85%, 90 percent, and he just said, "Oh shit!" I guess no call. <laughs> 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 he didn't know what to say.
1: So uh, Richard already kind of touched on this earlier, but. For the overtime rule, I mean, are oh my you God.
0: fucking Jesus kidding me? Fucking <laughs> Christ, dominating this fucking overtime, and we just Jesus. lost. Fuck you. We are on a little bit of a we're watching oh.
4: the Caps game right now, Richard. If you're confused, yep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I want to be with you. I want to be rooting, but I, I don't know. Get what, your what's damn what's southern ass up here. All right, <laughs>
2: all right, Bobby. What were you saying? I'm sorry.
1: Just, I mean, God, how God. do we? I mean, overtime rule has to change, right? I mean, we've you already touched on how it has changed over the past couple of years. And, you know, if you kick a field goal in the first possession, then the other team gets to possess the ball. And in the playoffs, in a conference championship game, it's just too much is on the line basically to let the game be decided by a a chance, by chance, by a coin toss. And, yes, I think – I mean, I think we're talking about the Chiefs going through the bowl had the coin land the other way. I mean, they're – yeah, the and, that and then fun. yeah, and then how fun would it be? Say, all right, Brady just went and scored easily. Now I'll give it back to Pat Mahomes, yes, that's the, what I the MVP. Yep, and and then the reason to fix, so we're not just going back and forth. Overtime, you score a touchdown, you have to go for two.
0: Just like college, I like yeah. that.
2: Why can't they just adapt college rules?
1: I mean, it just does I don't know why.
2: College, it, that's the most, the, the most exciting thing. The most exciting thing in football. Yeah, it's college it's so much time. fun.
1: And I mean, again, there's no reason each team shouldn't be able to possess the ball. Now, I also agree. I mean, yes, the Chiefs needed to make a stop. You have to stop them. Yeah, you stop them. yeah. but make it so you also ha- you have to score and you also have to stop them. Mm-hmm. I was amazed at some of those throws
4: that fucking Mahomes was making. Like he lucked out on a couple of them, and oh. then also oh. had to had to pay for it. But it was uh, he was slinging. That it was a hell ball. of a game. Yeah. Yeah. That kid can
5: play second base. I'll tell you, that kid can turn two. Yes. He has a side arm yeah. throw yeah. that is holy shit.
2: Yeah, Uma, what are your thoughts on overtime? Because you're more of a college football fan than NFL.
5: I mean, I love the college. I love everything about college football. It's great. The rules are, di- are great, but it's a different. It's a different style of play. So it's like you put Tom Brady on the 35 yard. was it, it's College starts on the 35 yard line. 25. Every night, I would 25. say 25. Is it 25? Yeah. <clears throat> all of the elite teams in the pro, in pro football right now would score on 25 yard line that's almost true. every single time. And so if you do that for all those, guys, that's why it's, it, it would be tough to make that transition because the way the offense works right now. Everybody would score, and the game would never end. It would it would just keep going until oblivion because they would keep they would just keep throwing the ball, keep moving the ball. It would just it would just take it would take forever. I'm okay with the pro rules. I'm fine with the pro rules. I do like the idea of both teams possessing the ball, like Bobby said. Um, but I mean, the Chiefs got to stop the ball. They yeah. got to stop them. I, I, they, I, did, they didn't know. I get it three they didn't three straight it. third
2: and tens that and, and, they and could. Yeah, yeah I get that. And, every, be, and
5: everybody that's ever watched the Patriots play offense is their their Achilles heel is pressure up the middle. You get pressure up the middle and have to move Tom Brady left or right – it usually becomes uncomfortable, and they have to game plan differently. They have to start bringing, keeping the running backs in, keeping their tight ends in, and then you've got a little bit more safety help across the the, uh, the middle and over top. But they just played way too much zone defense on Tom Brady, and you give that man three seconds, he's going to know where your zone is lining up. Yes. You got to line up on the line, you got to punch him in the face, you got to slow down those wide receivers so they can't get open in three seconds, and you got to get pressure up the middle. And that's why I think the Rams have a decent chance of slowing down Tom Brady is because Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald and Ndamukong so, yep. yep. up the middle all day, just punching those guys in the face and tiring them out. Straight through a motherfucker and if, face. And if the Rams were smart, <laughs> they would just run the ball. Just run the ball. I know they haven't, they didn't do so well against the Saints running the ball, but just pound it on the Patriots and keep the ball out of Tom Brady's hands. And when he does do get it. the ball, just tire their offensive line out up the middle. Okay. And I'm sure – but, honestly, Belichick knows that too. Hey. So I'm <laughs> sure he's going <laughs> to already <laughs> plan for that. That's <laughs> what they're going
2: to do. The Chiefs, and he's got two weeks for it. Uh, the Chiefs fired the defensive coordinator today. They did. They did. I mean, okay. I guess – you yep. give up three consecutive third and tens in overtime they, alone, That's
1: and hashtag things Redskins would do. They don't oh, have 100%. a
5: lack of
2: talent on
5: in the secondary. Yeah. Their defensive line isn't as good as it should be. Their linebackers aren't as fast as what you need in the NFL today. But their 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 talent is not. They're not. Their defense is better than where they were ranked this year.
0: getting exposed. Yes, yes. It, it was actually. But the
5: schemes they were in, I mean, every time, mean, you, all you had to do is listen to Tony Romo. He's I was going to say, you talk quick. about Tony Romo. He knew exactly <laughs> yeah, what he was doing. Oh, this is exactly what I wanted to talk you about. You got one on one with Gronkowski on the outside. Who do you think Tom Brady is going to toss the ball up to? He also every
2: he also circled, circled the
5: safety.
1: It's the weird. safety. He's yeah. like it depends where this guy goes. If he jumps, it's going to Gronk, and that's exactly what happened. He's
0: my favorite commentator. He's mystical Patriots of all time. And, like you and you can't. And I fucking hate it. You
5: can, <laughs> and with Tom Brady and with Belichick's offense, and it's only because I I've seen the Ravens have somewhat of a success against uh, the Patriots, and it's whenever they have a staunt offensive line to where they cannot run the ball at all. When we have a decent speed at linebackers. We usually have a good chance against the Patriots because we also, none of our defensive coordinators ever do what they're lining up for. So they line up for something and then they do something completely different. So they line up in man and they drop down in zone. They line up in zone and they drop down in a man. And then they just put everybody on the, on the line. You have to, you have, you cannot show, you cannot tip off anything to Tom Brady. Cause he's going to pick it up in a second.
2: Yeah. Speaking of, um, well you know, that's Tom Brady observing the defense. If you want to talk about something from an observational standpoint, Tony Romo was on fire. Yeah, on Sunday, good God, good.
5: he was so excited before the game. Like he was, like you watched him do his thing, and the other guy, they're all outside. The one I can't remember who he, was, who he was talking with because who cares? Tony Romo could have done the show by himself. Jim yeah. Nance. Jim Nance. whatever. Tony. One of the all-time greats. <laughs> yeah. But he gets so overshadowed. Pass the hello, torch, hello friends. Pass the torch. <laughs> Send that guy back to the studio. Stupid boomers. He's sitting there freezing his ass off, and Tony Romo just looks warm as all hell, shaking. <laughs> He's so excited. He's like, "If you're a history, if you if you love the history of the game, do I got a game for you today?" I was like, "Oh my god." This is gonna be a ride. Yeah. He was so excited. I I, I
0: love him. Yeah, he's he like is, a kid. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's it, gonna be doing this for a long time. Wait, wait. It's, you it's, love Tony Romo? Is an Those announcer. Were, it, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: I love Tony Romo asterisk.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it it feels weird to say, and it's like it vinegar. Does. But he's my he's my absolute favorite. Well, we learned from him. Yes, it, he's educational. educational. Yeah. He, he went from this. He relays C- it so well to the to the viewer.
5: He went from C, C- team broadcast guy to calling the Super
0: Bowl in a year. Good. Yeah. Get get Witten and Booger off the off the They are awful. Fuck, put man. put Romo and Nance up there. I remember when Please Booger God. was wearing
5: his sweatsuit for like the preseason. Everyone gave him shit for it. And the next week he's in like a full suit and looked equally as stupid. <laughs> that fucking con- that he had huge traversing like camera thing and he's in like this. He's strapped in with blocking his like, everybody's yeah. view. He's, in yeah, a, he's got hate it. You're strapped in, so you got like a like a lanyard hooked up to that thing, so you can't fall out. And he's got his headset on. He's in a, like a ten thousand dollars suit. <laughs> like, what are you doing?
2: Um, I just couldn't. Um, Tony on oh, three straight times. Here comes Edelman. Watch Edelman here up on yep. the on the skinny oh, no. post. Yep. Or then he saw Gronk here. Gronk's be- out out wide left. They're gonna have a one on one matchup with him. And
5: the, he just... the best was the kill when he goes. He killed. Here, we got to bring back the Brady sneak here. We got to bring yeah. back. The, oh, the Chiefs got it. Here he did. He killed it. He killed it. Kill, kill, kill. Here comes the motion. <laughs> run, <laughs> run outside right. It's literally what he did. Everything. <laughs> it was amazing. I was like, oh my god.
1: And then Bryce Harbour tweeted out. Well, I guess Tony Romano's knows where I'm going. Yeah. That was so funny. <laughs> that, that was hilarious. <laughs> that was good. Um, well played. Yeah, well played. Well, um
4: they're gonna lose.
1: So we're not gonna get into the Super Bowl this week. We'll do that next week. Because sure. there's obviously a full week in between and we wanna get some other stuff, even though I didn't call it this week, but I did call the matchup.
0: You did.
5: You did. No, I didn't want want them to win, but they did. I'll
4: Porter's, give I'll Porter's
0: give you some pretty picks. I'll give you my <laughs> I'll give, my, I'll, give you, I'll give you my pick
5: and you guys can put it in the book for next week, but it's gonna be Patriots twenty eight. 24 Patriots win.
2: Fair. Yeah, they're favored by a point and a
0: half. Yep. That'll move. Yeah. You think? I think it'll move. Yeah. Yeah, most of you have mortgages. Go refinance them. Take the Patriots. (laughs) And
5: I was all over the Rams. It's going to go up to three or even higher. Take the Patriots now. What do I do if I have three mortgages? How do I do that? Do I take all three of them out? <laughs> he just opens
2: lead <laughs> he hey, uh, he hear me Richard for the Super Bowl, he and we're going to write down all your bets. Are you going heads or tails? Oh, it's heads all day <laughs> which I read that some better some
3: better bet twenty one thousand dollars. That the
0: Rams won the coin flip. How much against the Saints? Twenty-one thousand dollars. said, Now we're fucking Christ. talking. Here we go. <laughs> now
4: <laughs> we How do you How do you, you live with it. yourself? You don't need that money. Oh you my don't need that God! Money. Or you really do, and you need help, sir. <laughs> do, no, it's it,
5: it's the you don't need that money yeah. that's making that bet.
0: Jesus, God. I like to take my chances with it. We'll see. Here we go. I got like two hundred. <laughs> you on you were that guy, weren't you, 30. Richard? <laughs>
2: Tell me, you You weren't that guy. No, he bets on the (laughs) over/under on the length of the national anthem. I was going to say, who's who's Uh, singing it
0: this year? I think it's Gladys. Oh, they're pausing. They're going to draw it out, take the over,
3: and take orange Gatorade. Go
6: Tigers!
2: (laughs) 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 All right, well, Mr. Cummings, thank you so much. Yep.
1: Thank Uh, you, sir. Love you, buddy. Get all your prop bets ready for next week, Dick. It's a pleasure seeing you. I always
5: love seeing you, buddy. Yep, love you too. I'll have my
6: list of fifty fucking prop bets next
0: time. <laughs> <laughs> next, Tuesday. next Tuesday is the best day, man. Go Super Bowl. Here we go. Right <laughs> See you next Tuesday. Dick, 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 Dick. All right, brother. Dick, Dick, Dick. All right.
2: Good football chats. Good thirty-three minutes.
5: Yeah, on the footballs. Okay, that, that kid is the greatest person I know like ever he needs yeah. to move back immediately seriously so we're going to West Virginia
0: so he will be a four hour drive we went down to, we went down to <laughs> Myrtle of ten we went down no, to Myrtle the first time him. he drives that all the time really yeah Jesus
5: I had two stories about Dick the first time we went down to Myrtle oh, Emily God. and I just started dating like two weeks before that and I was like hey you want to go down to Myrtle Beach He's like sure when Wednesday <laughs> I have a test on tell your teacher you gotta take a Tuesday <laughs> drove 10 hours down to Myrtle Beach we show up there Dick is the first person to greet us I'm like hey are you Tom's roommate He's like, yeah Tom's gonna be home in like 10 minutes 20 minutes later, Andres is beating <laughs> Dick up in the kitchen of his <laughs> condo. Oh, that was that night? <laughs> that was that Just met this kid. Really nice guy. <laughs> Andres is on him, walloping his face. The second story is Emily's not 21 yet. We go to a bar. I'm like, Dick, she's not 21, nor does she have a fake idea. How do we get her in the bar? No, he's he's like, hold on a second. Puts his arm around her, walks to the bar. Goes, this is my girlfriend. She's all right, right? She's all right. Yep, let her in. Yep, all right, cool, walk right into that bar. <laughs> yeah, that's,
2: that's he wasn't. Nick. He wasn't twenty one either. Right? <laughs> oh, <my God>.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I'll have four shots, split five ways, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he would always do that.
0: <laughs> I forgot about that. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> uh, what does even stuff? mean?
2: Good stuff. So then, I don't know, o- but only it, Richard knows. All, all I know <laughs> is I went back to Penn State. It did not work. they it were doesn't. like, no, no, no here here, here's, not, here's five shots. I'll here's tell you, five, here's five work. shots. <laughs> it, it only works down south.
0: Four <laughs> shots with <laughs> five ways. <laughs> we were in a bar one time, and he can't do uh, he can't do car bombs. Oh God! But so we did. Was this in Dewey? This no, was a, no. This is in, in Annapolis. Annapolis. <laughs> and so then he he takes it. He only finishes half, and then he makes a mistake of it. It curdled. Yeah. And then he he went. He didn't want to be a bitch so that he went to finish it, oh. <laughs> so then he fucking went for it and he chugged it and he threw up all over. You remember he pushed at you out the, of the bar. Woman. He did no, he, my man. <laughs> he gave me the one stiff arm. He, yeah. me, the he Heisman, he Heisman <laughs> the shit out of me. I got this, and, and then he throws up right right below the bar, and then he just takes the takes the stool, puts it over. and he goes <laughs> check place. <laughs> I'll never, I'll never forget it.
2: it I, of course, I was a DD that night, which was one, one of the most epic nights ever. I was a DD. It was. It was so bad. <laughs> it was chug, stiff arm, puke, stool, check. Check All, all in about, like, what? Was probably thirty seconds. seconds. 10 10 seconds. seconds. <laughs> it, was, it was unbelievable. Only Richard. Head on a swivel, Richard. Head on a swivel. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, all right. So we're going to stand the gridiron. Something... Unbelievable happened today. Something unreal happened to the Washington Redskins. I still don't believe
0: it. What What happened?
2: Bobby is raising his hand. Please.
1: Bruce Allen spoke to the media.
2: Bruce Allen spoke to the media. What the fuck did he have to say? I don't believe it was him. (laughs) He he spoke for 18 minutes and did not answer a single question.
1: Mm. Classic exact. Just deflect, deflect, (laughs) deflect. The uh, the bull Durham we're close yeah Yeah. we're close we're we're close
5: I finally have three years of experience I'm gonna figure this one out this year (laughs) (laughs) it's like
1: oh god like we talked about this before too it's like I'm almost mad now that we uh, beat the Jaguars it's like because yeah because like six and ten is way worse than seven and nine because that's a double digit loss season Uh and you you can't justify that at all being seven and nine we're like oh we're two games away yep it's like ah. Yeah, he he said nothing. He I saw I read a lot of the quotes. um,
2: Did you see? Because it was a Facebook Live or whatever, and every single comment was just fire response. Of course, they asked
1: him about that too. He was like, "Yeah, we got we got passionate Passionate fans. fans. They want to win. We we want to win too." It's like. No, they want you gone. Yes. They don't want you to have a job. They want you to Isn't be half, unemployed. Yeah.
5: Isn't half his job the stadium thing? Like, that's part of his job and then the yeah, GM. Yeah, having there.
1: real good dialogue with city officials, I'm sure. Yeah,
5: so he's got a he's got another project that he has due, like, in 2029. He's like, I'm just going to bag this for a little while, have some meetings in all the day. the first half. And eventually, time. we'll have a stadium and we'll be fine. Jesus
2: Christ. Oh, boy. He spoke to the media, and I love at the end, it was J.P. Finlay, I Live who said it. He goes, yeah, we should do this again sometime. Yeah, which I <laughs> thought was, a, was such a good game because, you know, he refuses to speak to the media. <laughs> we should do this again sometime.
1: I love JP. Nice. Yeah, JP's great. Really I want to have a beer with JP. You, we, I've always wanted player. to go to the, one of their podcast recordings, but actually they did one in Rockville at the, uh, oh, what's that fucking place on, on Rockville Pike? I don't know. They pick, they pick different restaurants around the Bar the area. on Rockville Pike. It's a bar and restaurant. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's there's that,
4: also it's one of the movie t- with the guy in the hair. It's you know, Um
5: What's that place? All the crazy
0: shit. And he wears ball? a shirt <laughs> sometimes.
2: <laughs> <Shneens>? Oh, <Presto. laughs>
0: thank you. I was wondering <laughs> and that was Jason Seagull. Talking about Where's the Miller House?
2: T shirts.
0: No. <laughs> sometimes.
1: I forget what it was. Hmm.
0: But anyways, they against ben- they, ben- they do live recordings Hooters. at uh
1: <laughs> different bars and restaurants around the area. No nice. And apparently they're really fun. And they just get fucked up afterwards.
2: <laughs> so um some more Redskins news. Uh Two assistant coaches have left this week to the same positions, parallel moves. Uh, Our DB's coach, Torian Gray, is now at University of Florida. And uh, Kirk Olivadati, our linebackers coach, who has been with the team for 15 years, has left for Green Bay to the same position. I I think we can all see the writing on the wall. Uh, Greg Minuski will stay as the team's defensive coordinator, despite (laughs) we interviewed four other um, replacements, but uh, according to Bruce, yeah, fine, he was is. involved in the interview <laughs> process. So yeah, I'm I'm good. Sure, I'm good. sure. So, as soon no, as so they leave the room, that.
4: he's like, "Hey guys, he's not better than me." <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying right now. Look at his resume. I'm totally. Hey, <laughs> I don't know why we're doing this. we
0: doing great. <laughs> Winning so, off the field. We all know you're going to make a terrible. Decision. We we. Hey, Bob. Hi, Bruce. <laughs> That's Everyone at <laughs> yeah. Redskins Park is doing Oh, bro! <laughs> watching you just do the and like not a smirk on your face the entire time while doing it, which reminded me of that Parks and Rec episode where uh, God, what? I ran the douche crazy. And the guy in the, back. the guy in the background who just the... hits the buttons <laughs> he's and, he's
2: just... <laughs> <laughs> and
1: just like stone stone face. face.
2: Yeah. How'd you it's make like... that so fast? <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, if we're winning off the field someone that is winning off the field because he's on his $100 million yacht, it's our lovely... No, no, no. He's... Empathetic no, 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 no.
1: He's on his... He's in his IMAX theater that's also on a yacht that yes. he built a yacht around. He, 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 yeah,
2: the, he has an IMAX theater on his yacht, so. The dude
1: bought an IMA... Okay, this guy... <laughs> <laughs> no joke. Bobby's triggered. Bought an IMAX theater and then said, I want I want that shit on water <laughs> and then built a yacht around it and then now sails it. And the yacht, it's the IMAX theater itself was an extra three or five million dollars and then the yacht itself is fucking... $3 billion. It looks like a billion dollar yacht. You're trying to move this. they fucking. You're trying to get a new stadium. Why are you not spending money there? Because the billi- taxpayers are good. $3, $3 million theater with a $3 billion. Dan yacht. Snyder. So definitely 100%. not a billion. It's it no, no, it definitely it. not a billion. It I thought yachts. it was $100 million. Yeah, I yeah. was $100, million. Yeah. Yeah. 100 million yacht with onboard IMAX theater. You mean $100 million so 3, IMAX theater 3 3 with 3% a yacht? 3% of his budget was IMAX
6: theater? So
1: <laughs> it's a $100 million yacht. And so I think the IMAX theater.
5: Seven. Yeah, but how many helipads does he have?
1: Two, two. two. Got to have two. Two. All right. so that's a legit. You got. You <laughs> got to be at the bow. You got to be at the bow and the stern. I stuff. mean, you know, you don't want to cause a traffic jam with your multiple He's helicopters. Got his
5: bunch buddies uh, Jerry Jones and Dan Snyder on oh it all the time.
1: Oh, it's not even a yacht. It's technically called a cruise ship. Right. <laughs> <laughs> a, a U.S. No, class a super, yacht. <laughs> super yacht. It literally it says super yacht.
0: All right. I don't want the fucking newsletter from the Washington. I can't say that one on there. <laughs> Too bad it made it. It's okay, hope is.
1: <laughs> anyway. I got my card. Yeah, you your card. Yeah. Uh uh spring delivery of a three hundred foot super yacht named Lady S. Who's S? Lady Snyder. Uh. That's ah. dumb. <laughs> the vessel cost He's, just, more he's than not. He's movie. not.
4: He's not fully in on the name of the wife. It's just going to be. You know, <laughs> there may be others. So here, here's what we'll do. It's on. a
1: two story cinema. It seats
2: twelve. It's two stories. There's a balcony. Seats
1: twelve. Added an extra three million dollars to the price tag. It seats twelve. Oh, two $2 stories and it seats
0: twelve people. Yeah. I'm
2: surprised that what Bobby's more. Fuck. I'm what surprised is? that Bobby's more annoyed by this than Porter is. A hundred million dollars. You're not showing
4: that you're as annoyed by it. I'm 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 all for the opulence of capitalism.
0: So, God, you just stop, Ron Swanson. Do do, <laughs> do
4: do you? You got the money? You want to buy dumb shit? Fucking God bless so, America.
0: What should we do?
2: Let's say we commandeer the Lady S. What would you like to do on it? Sink it, blow it up. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm That's so, at I'm, the end, though.
5: I'm not even a Redskins fan. I'm angry. I'm going to
1: tie him to one of those twelve seats. Yes, correct. <laughs> and then make him watch <laughs> <a film> every <laughs> game <laughs> of the Redskins play during his time here with me.
0: And yes, and see, oh, see really that? That's cruel and unusual.
1: <laughs> you see, Albert Hansworth?
2: That's wrong.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hundred million dollar yacht, huh? Hundred yeah. million dollar fat ass. Yeah. That you paid.
2: <laughs> a, no. p- you paid to sleep on the field. God. I, I want a montage Uh-oh. of Redskins fans. Speaking to him or like, let's go, let's put up a Twitter feed on his IMAX theater, have the Redskins post something stupid and just have him watch all of the replies. That's
1: what we don't. We don't need to hijack that. Yeah, we need to hijack the, the theater. Just the theater. Yeah. Get a signal in there. And to, so it's just projecting whatever we want to okay. say. Just hashtag fire. Brewster. So, Umo, you just said that
2: you're <laughs> you're mad for us. I, I would love I always ask non-Redskins fans outsiders perspective. Are we crazy? Are we just so incredibly just we're just shit on every single day by what I consider it's to be the worst a, owner in sports.
5: Poorly run organization. That's just like what the sad part is. It's just yeah. like, it's not, it's even as a business. I mean, it's not run correctly. Like you have this guy, Dan Snyder, who just like hires a guy and goes, Hey, you do all the work and they don't have a structure underneath of that. Maybe they have a structure on the business side. I don't know with marketing and all that stuff, but like they don't have a process with like scouts and drafting and like running a
1: football team. Running
5: a f- like and the fact so here's the other problem is you can sign Gruden to an extension and he can still only coach for one year and you can fire him. But because you have him on a one year lame duck deal, all of his coaches are leaving because they don't want to be on a coaching staff yeah. where that could gonna... get fired next year because yeah. then they're never gonna get hired to where they're going. So of course they're it's not a lateral move. You said it was a lateral move. those aren't well lateral. by by the by definition. position, it's definitely a definition yes, lateral move, But, for, but in Sorry. your situation, it is not. It Absolutely. Is, it is I've got an opportunity to jump ship to a an established coaching staff or another program where I can make a, a future out of, my, out of my career. That's
2: that's what I meant. Yes,
4: but um, you know what I do with this yet? I put it on autopilot and have it circle Cuba with "God Bless America" blaring out of it, just to <laughs> bait them into shooting
5: at it. <laughs> <laughs> probably do it naturally. <laughs> um, I just, I just, I get so sad for you guys because, like, the good things you do have, you ruin it bad things that can come close to your team you guys grasp onto not you but the the organization doesn't it's just it's there's no lack of money for the team there's no lack of of fan base your obvious guys are absolutely passionate about it. it's probably the number one sport in dc even with the downplay in attendance this year you have a stadium that is falling apart but you own it so you've got a lot of assets and resources that you could do to Make that process better. Make that stadium better. It's just a really, really poorly run organization. I'm not expert. I'm not an expert. What you guys are doing. Well, that's that's been my argument
4: the entire time. I think for the two years we've been doing this podcast is that Dan Snyder has zero reason to care because he still he went from the number three most profitable to the number five, which he's still making billions of dollars. He's still getting a check regardless of how much he's getting hit now. It's still, or at least in his mind, it needs, he's still like it, it would need to hit such a level to hit them. But even then, he's still going to be making so much money, even if we have like a Brown situation, right? We become the shitty, shitty Browns and are just for years and years and years. I I still believe that there will be, there are enough diehard fans across the country and especially in this area and, and in Virginia and Richmond. That love football. That don't have the college aspect to to go on. Mm-hmm. That are going to continue putting money into it. He's still going to keep making money off of it. And to him, it's a viable asset. It's it's still giving him plenty of return. That his incentive to do better it isn't it. Sadly, isn't really there. Because and all the evidence shows to that is he's giving his friends jobs. He's keeping people that either agree with him or like him because everyone fucking hates him. So he surrounds himself with yes people. Yep. He gets people that are either cheap or veterans that aren't going to stay that long that are, are, are an attempt to put people in the seat that are an attempt to be like, hey, look who we got. They did so good somewhere there's, else. There's a lot of parallels. It's that's and, see, and I don't know exactly.
5: He's what, got no incentive to do that. I don't know what Dan Snyder did to make his money. I think he runs like a talent agency <laughs> so or like cool. a management company for celebrities. I don't really know exactly what it is, but it's a it's definitely a business that goes around and goes. We need to hire this superstar because he's going to bring money in. So that's no. a, I don't believe the I don't I don't believe the dialogue that Dan Snyder sits there in his office and goes. I don't give a fuck. If we win or not, we're making money. I don't believe that. For a fact, I think he wants to win and and be a be one of the cool kids in the owners club yeah. like he's just Yeah, he just doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know who to hire and he hired this guy Bruce Bruce Allen, to run his entire organization. Right. He put him in charge of the business side, Right, and he put him in charge of selecting players. And he players. failed at both. Yeah, and there Did are there, there? there are assistant GMs out there who are nose to the grind, watch video, are hard workers and football guys who used to play football and are scouting and doing all this stuff. Yeah. And he hired a guy that's a businessman. So, yes, he's good with numbers, and he's good with the cap and all that stuff, and apparently he thinks he's being frugal by not hiring Kirk Cousins except to two franchise tags. <laughs> I'm, that blows my mind. These, these, are, these, um, are, these are all... But he's also running the stadium. Like, hire a president. Let that guy make all of the business side decisions, the marketing, the HR, the, the guys that are setting concession stands, the deals with the city, the taxes. Let him deal with all of that. Let, and keep him. Keep Bruce Allen doing that. If he's doing a good job of that, keep it. Because apparently you guys are making money, so he must be doing something right over there and hire a good, aggressive, young assistant GM who's got a track record. Let I me mean, look what the Orioles just did. They went to the Houston Astros and hired their assistant GM to run their organization, and they're already making the right turns. We're, we're look, at, look at what the Ravens did. They had uh, uh, Ozzie Newsom for so long, and they had a guy next to him named Eric DaCosta, and they promised Eric DaCosta, hey, in five years, so-and-so is going to move up, and you're going to take over. And they, they begged him and, and said promised him the world and kept paying him money so he wouldn't leave. He was getting courted by every NFL organization in the league to get him to come be their GM. Go find an assistant GM who has a track record of doing a very, very good job in the scouting side and bring him into your organization. We're hey, a, him.
4: a popular franchise that makes you know, is on national TV more often than not on Bingo. those games, and they bring crowds to lose. To, to lose. To Look lose. How much we're the, we're the uh, what's, what do they call that in college, the, uh, the team that they play to fucking? The tune-up game. The tune-up game. We're the tune-up game on national television. Look,
5: look how exciting... Rule number five. Look how excited the NHL was when the Capitals were in the, were in the Stanley Cup last year because they're a huge market. A huge market. It fans all over the country. If the Wizards can get good again, it'll be the same excitement that the the NBA will be so excited about it. And right now, if the Redskins were able to do that, they, the, NF, the, NFL but they're not. Be, the NFL would be making blatantly bad calls against them to get them into the Super Bowl every, just like they did against the Saints. every Every
4: decision to the, to the contrary to the has happened since then. Yeah. And that's been that's the true. reason for failure. Is yeah. that the leadership has been corrupted and tainted the entire time
1: and it has been good. And it, it's it, showed that. I and mean, to Umo's point, I mean he's right. Like the NFL basically sent uh what's his name, the guy we just fired Brian um uh, Tom Blango, his La name. Lafamina. Lafamina. That he came from the NFL front office to the Redskins to fix to the fix Redskins this. and then Snyder fired him in <laughs> 8 months because he didn't like him
5: because he told him bad news this is going to yeah. take 3 years. Yeah. And Dan Snyder goes, "No, I got to win next year. Everyone's going to hate me again." Well, this again.
2: is again. Yep. Still. 8 months after and, and the the appreciation for he I mean, was like, "You know what? He's a breath breath of fresh air." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone he's loved answering them. questions or acknowledging that our product is shitty and the fan experience is shitty and so Lord. on and so forth and then he's gone within 8 months. In about two Good weeks, God. in about in about two, I mean, not to
5: not to bring up the Ravens because I know you guys hate. The no, Ravens, no, we, in, we, in two in two, wanna... about two weeks. The Ravens, for the first time in a long time, have not had their end of the year press conference, and it's the only time that Steve Bashotti addresses the media, except for the the Ray Rice situation. That was the only time outside of the end of the season that Steve Bashotti addressed the media. They haven't held it yet because they haven't finished John Harbaugh's contract extension. He's getting a lot of sh- they're getting a lot of shit for it, uh, but they haven't had their end of the year press conference, and I think it's because of that. Eventually, they will. And you will listen to Steve Bichotti say, we didn't play well enough. We did not hold ourselves accountable enough. We did not bring in the right players. We did not do this. We did not run the right schemes. We have a plan moving forward. We're going to be doing this. We're going to be doing that. We do not like to lose. And you hear that from him and you hear know, that raw emotion and how much he wants to win and Amazing. he's going to put the right people into the position to do it. Then you get a guy like Bruce Allen mm-hmm. who gets on the mic today for the first time in, what, th- two months since you guys have played? Uh, two, two and a half game? years. Two and a half years. years. Okay, so two and a half months since he last <laughs> he played He did not game. talk before two, our last two drafts. So, he's a, but he, so he has not talked in two and a half years, and you don't have that out of him. So they hold, they hold themselves accountable. They want to win. They have that. You go, to, you go listen to the Patriots talk. You listen, to, you listen to anybody in the Saints organization. They, they are pissed. They want to win. Their owner is not going and hanging out with their biggest rival. Steve Bisciotti is not going up and hanging out with the Steelers. That's, but that's my point. Steelers owner.
4: He doesn't care. Yeah. He can keep doing it. And they keep making these bad mistakes, and they'll keep making money. They're, they're, the, the, the choices they're making are not affecting the bottom line drastically enough for there to be a motivation to make a change. Mm-hmm. Because it's obviously more important to him, even though if he's taking a little bit less money, he's still surrounding himself with people that don't fucking hate him, that tell him that he's a good owner, that are friends with him that aren't going to you know despise him like the rest of the city does. Where she so works for the fire festival. Like his his incentive to bring somebody in that is going to disagree with him at every turn, that is going to say like I'm sorry, Dan, but
5: you, you oh, brought he me here.
4: You brought me here to to do better. Yeah. Let me do that. So every so time, his
5: you know it's if you look at if you look at a lot of the teams that win, look at the Patriots. I mean. Craft, yes, yeah. he goes up there and likes to say we're the best, but he's bottom. not but fucking he's not, involved. Br- he's not bragging about it. I won this team. I was the no. hero. I was Steve he don't want to talk to anybody. He doesn't want to get involved. In it. He just wants to, he wants to put the people right in place and let them win and, and yeah. get down the field and celebrate like he was a college kid. Yeah. You look at the the, the Saints. You look at the teams that have a success for, for winning. Their owners just want to win and they're not going to get involved. They're not saying they're the heroes. Well, Dan Snyder has a hero complex and wants to be a hero. Yeah. Jerry Jones is the same way, and he hasn't won shit since ninety. 90- but at least Jerry Jones. Talks. Well Correct, uh, he does. And sometimes he shouldn't talk. He shouldn't talk, and but at also, least he does. But at least I, I he does. Like and he holds himself <coughs> and he holds his team and his and his organization accountable.
1: I've heard him say we weren't we didn't do enough. We haven't played we didn't play well enough. Yep. Dan Snyder needs an Dan accountability, buddy. Said, mm-hmm. And if there's said, anybody
4: yeah. here with the most experience, I sacrifice myself as tribute.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Again,
5: I don't know a lot about the Ra- the Redskins organization from, <coughs> from an outside perspective. That's why and, I asked. and and saying it, so you guys probably have a lot of other I would say, it. but if you look at the uh, if you look at the true blue collar teams that you know, quote unquote blue collar teams, none of these teams are blue collar; all yeah. billionaires. But I that's the mean. that's the recipe that it takes, and that's the mentality and a culture. That's the word culture that it takes to bring. Well, a, a I think they prioritize.
2: City. Most good owners prioritize winning. They feel if we put on a good product, everything else will take care of itself mm-hmm. in terms of the fan experience, television ratings, um, getting on national television, merchandise, so on and so forth. If we have a good product, people will. People will come. People yeah. Will sure. buy. And, and it's going to take
5: a while to bring those guys back, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So
2: I, I know you said you wanted to defend yourself a little bit for the Ravens fans. Is there something that you would like?
5: Let's defend.
2: Also, to your
1: comment about us hating the Ravens, we don't hate the Ravens. It's your no. fans. Yeah. Not, not you. We love you. <laughs> because, yeah. again, your organization is a, a model of yeah, a we, life, we, of we functioning organization. we like so, we would like so significantly jealous, I yeah. can't even Not,
2: not,
5: not defend. So there's a couple things... Um, I think it was two podcasts ago. Thank you. That uh, was <laughs> was brought up. Um, one, I will say, everything that I say after this is just pick this precursor. Ravens fans are very spoiled now. Yes. They are very spoiled. I get it. And I understand it. And I agree with that. And in Daddy, fact, get me a Super Bowl, Daddy. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the other week, everyone... And, and, this isn't speaking for all Ravens fans, but when, when we're sitting there watching the game and Lamar Jackson is trying everything he can to do to win that game, they keep falling behind and falling behind and falling behind. The boo started coming out. I, in my optimistic half-glass full, am saying that they were not booing Lamar Jackson. We were not booing the guy that got us to the dance. We were booing our offensive scheme, our offensive, I would say our offensive line, but just the entire offenses in general. We were not moving the ball. We weren't making adjustments. We weren't doing anything, and that's why they were booing him. Do I agree with the boos? Absolutely not. If I was at that game, I probably wouldn't be booing. I'd probably be just like sitting on the edge of my seat crying. But they were calling for Flacco because his style of game probably could have got us back into that game if things had gotten worse. And it really got bad right after the first half when we came out there did three and out. Quicksand. Nope. Yeah, so it was, it was, yes, a lot of spoiled Baltimore fans. Two, was it appropriate probably not to boo those guys? Um, but three, the reason was we were not booing Lamar Jackson. We were not going, hey, get Joe Flacco out at the beginning of the season, put in Lamar Jackson, and Lamar Jackson comes in, gets his dance, and everybody's out, booing, hey, put Joe Flacco in. It was in that situation, him throwing the ball was probably the only way, and we couldn't throw the ball that game. That was my piece.
2: Fair enough. Yeah,
0: Fair yeah, enough. That's true.
2: I understand. Well said, too. Um, <clears throat> so we're at the hour, almost at the hour minute mark. I know Sorry, we, Doug. I know we wanted to get on the Terps, but He's I think that's going to be <laughs> a, a long. I still hold I don't home. want it to <laughs> – I want to speed up. Um, I, I put on Twitter a few nights ago after the Terps won in Ohio. At in Colorado, Tom tally, I gave Mark Turgeon a compliment. You did. That's true. I seen it. I and, I had, and he, and he and I, earned it. And he earned it. I had to, I had to say it. You know, he has deserved a lot of criticism over the years, but what he's done with this team so far this season has been incredibly impressive. Um this team is young, this team is inexperienced, but has a very, very high upside and should be on the way to you know, going back to their the NCAA um tournament for the first time in a couple of years. I think the last bracketology had us as a four seed. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So we were ranked it as That was of, before we were thirteenth. Uh, yeah. Guys, Porter Stats uh
4: Friday excuse me dot org uh has had us at number one for years now. Years.
0: <laughs> and years.
4: It's only been up and running for three months. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're looking for investors. Uh,
1: <laughs> Tom, I I, agree. I I think I think I tweeted the same thing as I. You know, this team has a lot of upside. They're really young, and it. God, knock on wood, but it looks like they're actually improving. Solid. Yeah, that's that's now, right there. They got worked by Michigan State last night, and yeah. Michigan I, State's on another. They're level. they're the better team. I mean, yeah, Michigan but, and Michigan State are each are on yeah, their own levels. They're another tier. Yeah. Um. And on the road too, it's it's interesting where we don't play them uh, home and home this year, so we won't see them again uh-huh. unless it's in the Big Ten tournament. I
2: hate Michigan State
1: now. Yeah, and, and I brought that up too because I was watching the game with Megan, and you know, we I was I was talking about how you know, there's no real team in the Big Ten that I feel like a hatred in terms of a rivalry standpoint. Wisconsin for me, you hate Wisconsin. We brought that up when we played Wisconsin in the other week. Oh. And I think for me in basketball, it's Michigan State. I just, and in Ohio State and everything. Yeah. Um, and I for basketball, it's because Michigan State and Maryland have kind of a recent history. You know, the buzzer beater mm-hmm. in the tournament in 2010. Oh. Um, and so, for me, it's Michigan State. So Corey Lucius. Yeah.
2: That <clears> asshole. <throat>
1: um, but, yeah, I, I think this team is still Lucifer. really talented. These freshmen look good. They're Bruno good. looks really good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I honestly think – I mean, Cowan, I think he scored – during their seven-game win streak, he had scored 20 points. He was averaging at least 20 points what, in a game.
2: What is with his – he's so good in the first half, and then the second half – I'm sorry, I'm sorry. it's the opposite. The reverse. Opposite. Yeah. He's, he's so, he starts so poorly, and then the second half he just takes over. And that's what I was going to say. I, and said, he's consistent. Well, I think it's when he asserts
0: himself, because the first half he's trying to get people involved too much when you need to be making plays. Mm-hmm. It's, he's very capable, and it shows every second half. I don't get it. He'll have three points, and then all of a sudden he'll finish the game with 24
2: I'm also really impressed with the freshman class this year. Um, is it Andrew Wiggins or Aaron Wiggins? Right? Aaron, Wiggins Aaron Wiggins. Aaron Wiggins. Eric Iyolo. Aaron. Ayala, A- A- J- Ayala. Jalen Smith. Jalen Smith. Just
0: they all look dicks. to be
2: really good. But also, I wouldn't say none of them really are You know, the one-and-done, or underclassmen type of NBA prospects. Mm. They're going to be here. Yeah. And this is going to be a veteran team. I could see what I saw from Michigan State was a veteran team that has been, been through the ringer together and playing on big stages, and they could handle, uh, you know, a game for first place like last night. Yeah, with, they were top with five ease. teams. And, um, you know, last night was really the first time all season that I saw this, this young Terps team just overwhelmed. Yeah. Where I, even Bruno, you know, are the uh, – Bruno's kind of just the – the lifeblood of this team, and even he was just um, shaken. Yeah, he looked. What did you finish with? What well, I'm trying to pull the box score. I mean, I'm sure. I'm not sure if the stats are going to be consistent with what I saw, but I mean, he was getting. It also like. I mean, it was.
1: Well, it was 2020 at one point late in the first half, yeah. and then they went on the 11-0 run. Yeah. And I said, I was like, you know what? They're still in it, and surprisingly, because they weren't hitting
2: anything. Like yeah. they were
1: actually getting good looks. They were playing well, in everything except for
2: offensive rebounds
1: of and shooting. Um, and then uh, Michigan State murdered them on the fast break. Like it was like twenty-five to five fast break points. Yep. Um, yeah, and you know it's, and I think even the guys, the commentators said this like on their post-game show on on FS One. It's like this is probably. Could be a good thing for this young team, you know. Get kind of worked, yeah. learn from it, you know. Learn what's going to take to to beat these. Because you know, if you're going to compete in the Big Ten or make a run in the Big Ten tournament, make a run in the in in March, like you're going to have to go through Michigan State again. You're going
2: to have to go through Michigan. Um, so, are you le- leaving last night's loss? Are you more optimistic, thinking that okay, they, they can rebound from this? They'll know how to recover, or are they yes, or is I, this the recipe for the rest of the Big Ten? And you know playoff basketball that like so misses. we still
1: play Michigan twice so those will be telling games too we have to play Wisconsin again in Wisconsin that's not going to be easy um, but I mean I think the more telling was I was actually more this Michigan State game I was like they're going to lose I just hope they compete and, and I th- for, they looked okay at some point but obviously they got blown out it's a tough the play more to go telling to. game for me was yeah. Ohio State at Ohio State on Friday that they're so awesome they're riding high. It's like, okay, can this team keep the momentum going on a, in, a, in a tough environment? Yep. And I also said maybe Ohio State's not as good as we think they were because they've, I think they've lost like three of the last four or something like that. Uma loves Ohio State. Is there State. Nothing,
5: better a, no. <laughs> yes, State. nothing better than beating an Ohio <laughs> team? No.
0: Yes, beating Penn State. There is nothing
1: better than beating an Ohio team. So I think the way that they came One out day, and bye-bye. dominated Ohio State on the road <laughs> shows that, okay, this team can play in this kind of environment. This team can win these types of games. Um, even with suffering a brutal loss um, like you, Michigan State. Who do you
2: hate more, Michigan or Michigan State?
1: Michigan sports.
2: You also hate Iowa. I know you hate Iowa a lot.
1: I hate Iowa.
5: <laughs> do you hate
2: do you hate Wisconsin too? Do you hate all the Big 10 teams?
5: I like Michigan State. <laughs> I like Northwestern. They're fun games <laughs> to watch in football at least.
2: I would I like Illinois what? and Indiana if I were you also.
0: Yeah, not a threat whatsoever.
5: Yeah, but. no. <laughs> in anything. Yeah. yeah. I like I like when teams are better. Like it's sad to watch Nebraska right now. I'm hoping they improve because it is great for the Big 10. I mean, we can get to I don't want to get into college football, but the parity in the Big 10 for football is just bad for the Big 10. I will say I'm super excited to have Maryland in the Big 10 in all aspects, in all sports. It makes the Big 10 better. I think Maryland joining the Big 10 was one of the great was was a great thing for the Big 10. I hope it continues to help improve all of your sports. I think it's 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 awesome.
4: The evidence has yet to be seen, but yeah, let's get there. Well they bailed us out.
5: I mean the day they signed with the Big Ten they brought their sports they brought a yeah. ton of sports back. They made it. It's us huge. Out they did. Literally. There's a lot of things at Big Ten, not that you guys are <clears throat> really going to care on a sports podcast, but they, the, what the Big Ten does is not just sports. They have a, it's a whole organization for the entire school. They share oh, resources. Is, yeah. They share research studies. They share library resources. They, they, it's, just an, it's an incredible organization to be a part of, and I love, I love the Big Ten in general. Even if they're not the best sports conference and you can have that argument all day long, it is a great organization to be
2: part of. For, it's awesome. To me, the one like, bugaboo I have with the Big Ten is just when I think growing up being a Maryland fan... And in the ACC, you know, you're playing teams that were your neighbors. You know, we're, you're going, we're going just on the eastern seaboard, and yeah. that was it. Which I thought was awesome mm-hmm. because there was a level of, like, locality to it that I, mm-hmm. I just found I fun. Know, wholesome. Yeah, it's and, fun. Um, and the rivalries kids, meant something because yeah. these kids grew up together and, you know, we're just hundreds and a lot, of miles away. And a lot
5: of the kids that you knew from high school growing up went to ACC schools. Not a lot of them went to Big Ten schools. I mean, I was the only kid from from prep that went to Penn State. Mm-hmm. I think there was two kids the year after me and that that, that, was, that was it until two years later then another prep kid showed up and he transferred anyway. I mean, a lot of the kids we grew up went to ACC schools and a lot of them went to Maryland. Yeah. So I can see that, that being frustrating. And you guys grew up on the Duke robbery which you don't
0: have anymore. Uh, thank God we don't play them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. They're very good. Especially now for, for, that Coach for, K is doing the one and duns.
5: I know you guys yep. are talking basketball but for football... Being in the Big Ten is going to help you guys sure. tremendously in I, terms of recruiting. I, you, I, have, you, you now have a Big Ten-style coach, and it's going to be a good thing. It's going to be a good thing for the Big Ten. It's going to be a good thing for Maryland, and I'm, I'm excited see, for you guys to be a good football team.
2: I, I, I'll, I'll disagree with that. Maybe we'll, we'll see. Just because Maryland football was good in the ACC, but ACC good is Big Ten bad. Like I, I just feel there's never going to be a situation where we are going to be better than you guys, better than Ohio State, better it, than Michigan, better than Wisconsin. It doesn't help that you guys are in the division that
5: you're in for football, but I mean, look at teams like Northwestern. Every couple of years, they've got a good team that that competes. They're and also really fun. well coached. They are very well coached. I love their coach. Their coach could go coach at any school in the Big Ten if he yeah. wanted to. Maybe not a head coach, but he could really run, that, run, run any organization over there. But I think being in the Big Ten is going to help your football program, and I think in four years when I'm on this podcast again, we'll be talking a different tune. Especially if they redo the. As long as they don't board. ask to be on.
2: I just don't like you. To you intrude. Never have to ask. I don't like to intrude. <laughs> All could, right, you could just show, up. So <laughs> could just show <laughs> up. We're at the hour seven mark, and we have a new segment, gentlemen. Look at his face. Look how cute <laughs> he is. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <Popular>. Who me? <mean? laughs>
6: I'm Tyler.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Who's excited to hear Porter talk about
6: politics?
4: (laughs) I'm
0: just kidding. I don't think anybody's excited about that. I would
2: love to hear you talk politics. Um,
0: Uh, Well, we don't want to go two hours. (laughs) (laughs) Two hours? uh, (laughs) Don't get them started.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Today's Porter, it Mm -hmm. it will be called Rotten Gregory's. Thank you, Umo. You're welcome. Where Porter will get to review a television show and or movie of his choice. In all of his feedback, this segment is brought to you by
4: PorterStats.org.
2: PorterStats.org. <laughs> 7 <Okay>. Eleven Taquitos. <laughs> right. so a, uh, yeah. a lot going on in the Netflix kingdom. Yep. And various other channels. Yep. Um, you know, the, the day that The Punisher comes out on Netflix is Porter Super Bowl. Yep. Um, yep. I, yep. Not yep, that yep, I know yep, if yep, that's yep, in yep, fact yep. what you are going to be reviewing today. Spoiler free, I would, I would assume. Uh, Anyways, what do you got for us today, bud?
4: I would say, honestly, probably point of mine would be the Punisher series. Um, I mean...
1: Try spoiler-free, because I haven't seen it yet. No, it'll be
5: spoiler-free. He kills everybody, like literally everybody. (laughs) Huh? Spoiler (laughs) alert. (laughs) Including Tyler. It is usually pretty violent. (laughs) Stupid. I mean, I think...
4: (laughs) (laughs) I think I think everyone knows that I'm a huge fan of the Punisher. I grew up what, uh, reading his comics, and I, I think as a superhero goes, he's the best. Batman man it? did it. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and he just—you know—wasn't he in the army? Somebody call Rag. Somebody call Pretty Rag sure, right no. now.
0: Punisher? <laughs> no, we'll, no be he for, Coast Guard. we'll be here. We'll be here. He's not getting paid right now on furlough. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <laughs>
4: but yeah, I think um, if you're a fan of season one, uh, I, I think season two is more for. Season one did a really good job of establishing who the Punisher was for people who didn't know the Punisher. It it created a new universe that is similar to the comics but not exact. Uh, It gave a storyline that pulled in a lot of other characters, kind of simultaneously, to kind of make it as interesting as it was. Um, I think you can do. There, there are plenty of just um, uh, you know Billy Russo by himself, and to have him be in there with others and how they approached it from Daredevil. Season two to bring him into season one. Um, season two is very different from season one. Uh, season two tries to show a little bit more as him as a human being. Um, they He's not
0: murdering everyone.
4: He is no one hundred percent. He's everybody. Everybody's <laughs> I've been being been murdered. In four
0: episodes and there's been a lot of murders. <laughs> everyone, every,
4: everyone's getting murdered. Everyone, <laughs> everyone's getting murdered. You, you know that the Punisher's signature plot twist. Is you think he's gonna die? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like he's like he should he should die. <laughs> like I was watching it, I was just like, you know, maybe he's so angry now because he has CTE from all the head head <laughs> trauma he's been receiving. It's like maybe that's why he's so goddamn aggressive. Like Thanks Jesus Christ, go. how are you alive? That's a lead pipe. He got hit in the head with a lead pipe in full swing.
6: <laughs> why won't you no. die? <laughs>
4: <laughs> and then five seconds later, he's got the wittiest comeback ever. Like no. Nah. So I mean. Season two is a, a great continuation to the story. It, it stays true to form of, of who he is as this traveling wanderer that's just, you know, lost and finds purpose in helping others. And he always wants to do the right thing. He always wants to save the innocent, punish the wicked. Um, it... It has what I think most Netflix series have now, which is a uh, kind of lull filler episodes because they try to make more than they should. Yeah. I think they do a lot better with uh, maybe a ten season or ten episode season as opposed to thirteen. Um, is it thirteen? It's thirteen, and that's that's oh. what got me. I was like watching, and I'm like I'm on eight, and I was like, oh wait, I got five. Like there's a lot of plot left to, yeah. to get done here. So it kind of season one was very much a you know an arc in the storyline, whereas this was kind of uh, a little bit more of a wave in that you had multiple arcs, um, but it finished strong. Um, and the thing I, I liked probably the most about this is that it didn't apologize just like it did in the first one um, about, one, his background, and two, his, his, his code, his code's always the same. It's unwavering to anybody else. It doesn't matter what they say to him. And he always has the correct response whenever they ask him. It's like, you have you have no ability to fix a situation. I'm the only one that can. And if you're unable to do so with your laws, I'm I'm going to with my, like, you you're going to go, if we both go in there guns blazing and you bring a SWAT team and I bring myself, you are bound by so many more laws that won't allow that to get done. And he goes in there and just takes so care of business. So there's... There's a lot to like. Uh, there were some things I didn't. Um, without spoilers, I think this season was a lot, lot heavier on B actors uh, overacting. I didn't like that very much. Um, How was Jigsaw? I, I'm not a fan of him this season.
0: Yeah, I don't like it so far.
4: It's He He has a part to play. I, think I like they, him as an actor. Yeah, yeah, no, he's a great actor, but what they I did he was, was
2: good in Westworld. I, he was good in season one of, the and Punisher.
4: that's, but that's, but that's not the issue. I think it was more the storyline. It was more the plot. They could have very much established what he's going through, and if you're not seeing the the show, basically Russo comes comes back. Um, he's scarred, obviously, from getting the shit kicked out of him uh, by the Punisher, but he's having to come to terms with that. And there's like a a couple of twists in there. This is kind of hard to do without ruining it. So, um, but they dragged out and played heavy his
5: side of you know. (sighs) I'm assuming it's. I'm assuming it's. I've only seen a couple episodes, but I think what you're trying to say is that he just. It's it's too much. How did he become Jigsaw? As opposed to just like he's Jigsaw, let him do his thing. Right. Right.
4: That, that's that's my main complaint yeah. is just that he's he he he's who he is now and it there's there's parallels to the first season and the second season and that you know um there's i don't know if this is a plot point
5: how far is everybody who's the farthest assume the rag hasn't watched any of it I haven't, started. <laughs> haven't started <for>. nice. haven't <laughs> started
4: there's the what I did like also probably one of the other things that I liked um was that they incorporated uh veteran issues uh again they did a good job with that in the first season. Yeah, yeah, yeah they did, and they they did a very good and, job and with his it. Friend, this I too thought was awesome. Yeah, the yep. doctor. Yeah, yeah, he's uh Curtis is is an awesome character, and his, his the actor who plays him. I, I I don't know his name, but did a did a tremendous job again, and that's that's kind of been um, this season was, you know, everyone was like Frank's back, let's help Frank, and then this season was like holy shit, like you know. This is not normal to
5: be helping Frank. <laughs> like yeah. it's like I I'd rather have a real life, man. Like uh, <laughs> I have, like I think the one thing I liked about Punisher was that all of the other um Defender series, even though it was like a uh like Luke Cage was about Luke Cage, but yeah. how'd they tie it into Daredevil? Daredevil. Jessica yeah. Jones was like, it's her own story, but how do we tie this into Daredevil? And Punisher, right. when they did the first season, was like fuck Daredevil, we're doing our own show. Right. And and I think, as you're seeing all these Netflix shows get canceled, I'm oh hoping God, that yeah. Punisher stays on, does a season three, yeah, and they maybe just ramp it up and continue it as Disney yeah. gets their own show. I think it was a little bit of Netflix playing the game knowing that Disney's getting their own channel. Yeah. And they said, I dare you to put Punisher on a Disney channel. Right. Daredevil. So... I think I think they were trying to separate themselves away from Daredevil a little bit and hopefully keep that show going a it, little bit. It, it's yep. pretty
2: funny when it comes out like I can hear Porter watching it and I just hear gunshots and just kind of hear subtle yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Play. don't come in my room just like, <laughs> just like the, do not come in here just like the, the
4: faint uh, the faint like maniacal giggle um, but yeah there's plenty of those moments and there's plenty of those like uh, John Bergdahl plays the Punisher perfectly his own I he's, had he's the best a very I, I was reserved fan. about him being brought on in, in season two of the of uh, uh, Daredevil but he rag fucking rag. killed it Um, and he did a very good job this time too there's there's a little bit the Punisher's repetitive by nature Most of Superheroes are repetitive. Of course. Their storylines and their problems are always the same. They never change. Otherwise, you wouldn't have new stories. They can't grow as characters, really. Uh, There's very limited in that. But they got to do that a little bit in this one. You got to see a little bit more of a human side of him. They brought uh, Amy... uh, What's her face Uh, from the comics? She's a not... Uh, uh, she's a semi-recurring character, and they they brought her to kind of fill in that Amy, role Amy of it. Amy Bendix? yeah, they they brought her in to fill that role of it of his more human side, which did a very good job of that. Actually, in the beginning, I know the guys who have seen it. She's annoying. She's supposed to be annoying. It gets better. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> but uh, she 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 in the show and also in the comics is his relation to his family, to his daughter, to. Being a human being, and is she she, she makes she him not
5: take is, himself seriously. She's the girl in the beginning of show where she's like,
2: I don't know why they're chasing me. I don't know why they're chasing. Me. Yeah. Okay, yeah. got it. So I, I have a not weird sad. parallel to make about it. When you you mentioned, you know, the Punisher and what he's known for, and you said he sticks to a code. And my favorite show being The Wire, and the, you know, one of the most one yeah, of the best characters in television history <laughs> is Omar, where yeah. he was this Robin Hood esque type of character where. Yeah. He would get himself in the shit, but then he would only get involved with people that yep. deserved it. That right. are in the Any, game. anybody's in the game. Yeah. Anyone that's in the game, and I feel like that is kind of similar in terms of an ethos that yeah. the Punisher sticks to. Yeah, where not only that, but it, it mostly sticks works alone. Yeah, believes in heavy firepower. Yep, and just continues to f- find different ways to beat death. Yes, and um, <clears throat> I think that was almost like a similar pathway
4: that the two yeah no, no that's that's honestly what i love about the punisher is that he's not he's he is a psychopath he is he is a man unhinged and but he if you look at the parallels of those like if you were to take someone like the punisher and someone in the military like the, the parallels and the thought processes and conversations are identical to to being in in the military and thinking about that stuff like i can't tell you how many times we were just talking about, like, just shooting the shit out, out of it and just saying, like, what would happen if all of Bravo Company 4th LAR just took over Rockville? <laughs> like, we just went in with our tanks. Like, we could totally do that. We could accomplish that very easily. Like, that's, that's – a lot of the point of this show is to show the fact that there are thousands, hundreds of thousands of trained fucking, you know, military men that are capable of doing crazy-ass shit and him, in particular, of the skill sets that he has being in, in Special Forces and the Marines and being a combat veteran and a spook, essentially, just his, his ability to see right from wrong. You're hurting people. You're killing people. You're doing wrong. You don't deserve to be here anymore. You're not a functioning member of society. You're only hurting people. You're hurting people like my family. Goodbye. Yeah. If you're not that, he, he, on every occasion, on multiple where he you know doesn't fight back, that's his famous thing. Punisher's famous thing is to not fight back against people that have him, uh, that are of authority or cops or stuff like that. In you know in, in instances where it would be easier to kill a cop or it would be easier to get away doing that, he doesn't and goes out of his way to not do that to somebody. Like I I, I it this season portrays that.
2: Is that why he's your favorite? He's your favorite superhero. Yeah, because of that dichotomy. Of-
4: yeah, he's he's a he's a, he's a military veteran who has nothing to lose that does nothing but to help other people by murdering the shit out of criminals.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
4: like that's that's you know and he's he's a damaged he's a damaged soul that lives with that and is, you know, perpetuating that for himself but at the same time has a compassion for others that are complete strangers and will risk his life to save them. Like that's that's what I love about the Punisher.
2: Yeah, and there's a there's certainly level of redundancy with superheroes, especially ones that don't kill, you know, without giving anything away. When you watch Daredevil, how many people can he just punch and they're just knocked out and you never see them in the yeah, scene? That's again? complete horseshit. Yeah. And so you know, there's a. Where do they get all those henchmen from? Right? <laughs>
4: Is there a henchman school? <laughs> you don't oh, even have a name
2: tag.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> just lie down. <laughs> Emily and I are watching Emily, I Emily, cabbage. Emily and I are watching uh,
5: so I've already watched twenty four and I I love that show. It's not a great greatest show in the world, but I, I love watching it. It's super entertaining. I love it. family's never seen it before, so we started watching. We just finished season season one. And even she was like, Where is this guy getting all these people? Like, is there like a Craigslist for henchmen or something? Like, <laughs> is there like a like a LinkedIn for henchmen? Like, where are they? <laughs> <come> <laughs> for from? Henchmen for hire. Yeah, like where do they get them all? And they're really good. <laughs> <laughs>
6: no.
4: It's, so, it's a very good show. How many kudos. Yeah, recommend. I was gonna say season two. Uh, season two. one. Uh, was definitely five fucking tequilas. I give season one that that was fucking how amazing. Many, how, how, how many? It's I took a five. day. I took a day off of work to watch that. <laughs> um, this uh, I wouldn't give it five. I'd give it a strong four. Go, um, go I think they could have done some things better. There were parts of which that were kind of annoying, and I'm like, you didn't you didn't need to do that. It was it was like in Jack Ryan when they added the fucking Air Force drone pilot. Oh god, it was like it, there was one. there was no there was no need to add that. I'm agreeing with you. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was about to say, like, like, I know you wow. saw it. Like,
0: wait, yeah. what? Yeah, why, that drone pilot was. Yeah, like, great show. By the way, good, good show. Yeah. Like that, show. Yes. fantastic yes. show. Excited. Yes. For Except
2: that. that he got to from Georgetown to Pentagon City in like five minutes. All We're right.
4: I mean, I, I, I'd give it a strong four. I think it's its sophomore, kind of like getting its feet wet. I'm very excited for season three because
5: ah, knock on wood. Oh, they're going to do it. They might cancel uh, it. Saying, I'm telling you Netflix is going the around they're going fuck what? They're they're yeah. going around you better axing not. a lot of the Jessica Jones come out to ax that one. Well, Jessica Jones they should Daredevil's been canceled. Jessica been, Jones only needed to be Luke one Cage season. It's all Luke Cage was canceled and that was a freaking that was a that blew up the that first yeah. season that came out. You should be careful not going I'm just telling you not going what? You it's right in front of you. It's your own wood. You but, built this, didn't you? No, he's just not going to do it. Yeah.
4: I he has <laughs> he has
2: wood when he watches it.
4: No. Uh it's a good show. I, I highly recommend it. But Woo! there's nothing, and I was telling my coworkers at work. They were asking about it, and I work with a couple of other military guys, and they are like, "Will you tell these guys how good the Punisher is?" Like we, I just had this conversation with another person. It's the same thing we're doing now, mm-hmm. and I just regaled all of that. And I was the, my favorite, probably of all of all of them, was episode three of um, Daredevil season two when they're on the roof, and the <laughs> whole episode yep. is them just debating the morality between their own. Codes um, and how he kills, he doesn't, and is like one day, them. one day, one bad day away from being me. And yes. like the best, the best so scene good. is when he's in jail and he just like kills. Oh her, my god! god. Oh my yeah. god. The oh fight sequences alone, yeah. like the action had- alone, and these are so good. Uh. The, the 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 tactics and all the like the gun manipulation, all of that is just spot on. Like Whoever their advisors are, know what they're doing. Who and would win, John, John Wick or, I or was, Punisher?
0: You just stole it from me. <laughs> that's tough. <laughs> that is
4: super tough because I love both of them, and I yeah. think I love John Wick because of the Punisher that came afterwards, obviously. Yeah. But they both go kill Batman. He so, enters the rim, right? Oh, well, yeah. what, <laughs> duh. Fuck oh. you, Bruce. They could both kill Batman. <laughs> not even, well, hey, maybe Bruce. They up hey, <laughs> but hey not. Bobby, <laughs> Bobby, do you want to make you upset?
2: <laughs> Rag, you know, the, the superhero I'm aficionado. More, I'm aware of him. The superhero <laughs> aficionado. Yeah. Does not watch Daredevil. Has watched. Uh, no, I know. Yeah, I was no, I say, I thought, yes. you know this. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have it a. I have a friend. So makes I have a, a, friendly,
5: no I have sense. a friendly little uh, bit with our friend Andres on our group chat where oh, we just like friendly. pretend to hate. We pretend to hate each other when we only kind of only hate each other. But um, but I promise <laughs> <laughs> And and I'm not even good at. Dre is very witty. He's a oh, really yeah. witty when individual. He, He's way he, funner Like I'm just stupid. When he gets obnoxious. fed up with you, yeah, it's <laughs> really really good. He does a lot of things that he thinks makes me fit sad when they're like. Kind of do make me sad. <laughs> um, but I promised Rag that if, and Rag loves friendship, and I promised Rag that if he watched all three seasons of Daredevil, I would have a peace accord with Andres for the rest, what was it? For a for, year. For a year. For a year. Yeah. One whole year. And, everyone was like you have to do this tom signed tom wrote a contract (laughs) (laughs) for and he still refuses to do it he 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 say he's he says he's committed to i'm calling him out right now rag so somebody fast forward this because he's not gonna listen listen (laughs) so fast forward this and just like put it on like a gif or something for him to watch so we can like (laughs) (laughs) look at it um but i have called him out he's he won't he refuses to watch a great show three seasons
0: he's gonna be thanking us and it's a superhero
5: yes yeah and he even said, I watched the first four episodes. It's, it's good. It's a lot more violent than I thought. He, he still doesn't watch it. He was, I'm he literally was like, you can at be at committed to a piece of cord in our group chat for an entire year, and he won't even commit to it. That's, okay. why. That's just, why I made the bet, because I knew he wasn't going to do it. Just go I'm off calling him out. on Andre's. He won't do it. From
0: now on. No. Just go off. Mm. Just, just for start the sake a of pissing rag, yes. rag off, or upsetting rag. i yellow card the shit out of me. Just do all red cards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot about the cards. All right. All
2: right. <laughs> well, we're at an hour and 24 minutes. Kumo, thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for driving one. down. Love
4: it. Love it. Love I got, it. I got any a, other, c- I got a solid final? eight minutes of conversation in there, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Look at so that. Pretty. <laughs> any other so final <laughs> guys. Or what did you think of
2: Rotten Gregory's?
4: Uh, I'd give it uh, <laughs> uh two taquitos. Two taquitos. <laughs> <laughs> two taquitos way up. Let's step it up. Man. <laughs> think about it. We
5: got to do it. I think it's mm-hmm. great. Maybe a good. I think it's a good bet. Well, well, he didn't, didn't know
0: it. that it existed until, <laughs> until <laughs> five yeah, four, minutes four, before. Four, it. Right. I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll do the only thing I know is Punisher. <laughs> <laughs> <Done. laughs> came to
1: mind. Uh, Umo, yes, sir. Mike Mussina elected to the Hall of Fame. My man, mm-hmm. congratulations, Mike. You bring up, you
5: you are ripping up a couple old wounds. But Orioles cap or
1: Yankees cap? There
5: I think no cap. I no think the, cap. I think it's either going to be so. He already came out and said he can't choose one or the other, which he has to say in public. So he's either going to secretly tell the Hall of Fame say. I want to be this one or that one, and the Hall of Fame is going to be like we made this decision for you. Yeah, the Hall of Fame pick, <laughs> or it, or, <laughs> it, or it or it'll be it or, or it'll be no cap. The only reason why I think it'll be no cap is because this past year he got inducted into the Orioles Hall of Fame, and I think he liked that notoriety. Like I think he liked that. Also, everything I've been hearing, like I was what eight years old. When Mike Mussina left the Orioles. It was very very sad. He's one of my favorite players. But at the same time, all of my favorite Oriole players were had, had left um, when I was eight years old. Eight nine years old was when they cleaned house. Um, he probably was very, no, like, came to work, did his job, and left. Came to work, did his job, and left. Um, so he wasn't a huge, like, following or fan favorite or all that stuff. Everybody liked him as a pitcher. When he left, it really upset everybody. But they were more mad at Peter Angelos than they were at Mike Messina because he got a really shitty offer on the free market from the Orioles. And the Ori- that, that's that's the, the Orioles' mantra is we don't go after our own free agents. Brady Anderson even said it this year. We shouldn't chase our own free agents, which is not the mentality you want to have when you're drafting these high-class players. But that being said, I'm very happy for him. If he makes into the Hall of Fame, which he did, sorry, he did make into the Hall of Fame. He will have a statue out in Plaza Park um, because he is an Orioles Hall of Famer. Whether he wears a Yankees hat, an Orioles hat, I'll be very happy for him. I have his rookie card. It's awesome. I think I have his autograph, too. Um, So I'm very, very happy for Mike Mazzina. It'll be a long time unless they bring up another guy from the 70s or early 80s. He'll probably be the last Orioles Hall of Famer for a very long time.
2: Damn. Mar- uh, Mariano Rivera, first um, Hall of Famer. You thought
5: 15 years of not having good baseball was Watching 15 years of not having another Orioles Hall of Famer for a while. Uh-huh. You first unanimous. The first for, unanimous. For Mo. Yep. Very awesome. That's very awesome. He's an un- he, he threw an one un- pitch.
2: Un- and all he had was a cutter. No, I'm he saying t- all he had. And he he, threw, had her, the best he threw it very he good. He threw it very well.
5: You said we're an hour and 24 minutes? Uh-huh. You want to start baseball, uh, on, you right? start <laughs> baseball <laughs> on me? <laughs> no, I knew he to. Where's the button? Where's the button? up. I gave you I gave you your one. Oh, um, all right. But, <clears> but congrats
1: Mike V seen, I'm really happy. It was awesome. I'm very happy an player is getting the Hall of Fame. Nice. Uh I agree. Thanks you, Dick. Thank you, Umo. Uh at NCU five mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice on Twitter. At Bubby underscore Blanco at Tom underscore Natale. At Ian underscore Foster Twenty One. At um Greg's taquitos. <laughs> Greg's Rotten Gregory's. Damn it. <laughs> I forgot what we called it.
5: Almost, he's like, almost. Made he's it. been active on Twitter lately. Give him his real hand. He don't want to do it. No, no.
1: Twitter you has no. He doesn't <laughs> want it. That's fine. <laughs> um, SoundCloud, Apple Podcast, <laughs> Google Play, now Spotify. Check he's us out. Put me in coach. Gregory. <laughs> PMIC <laughs> Podcast, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. Thanks for following along, everybody. We'll talk to you later. And Spotify. Ooh, nah, we
4: made it. My watch is
3: ended. My watch. It. This has been the Put
1: Me In Coach Podcast.
0: Screw you guys, I'm going home.